Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor who's been selling homes in North Texas with more than 21 years of experience. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with top community leaders, local businesses, and real estate industry experts to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. This is such a episode that is a dear to my heart. And um, as many of you all know, I am with Ebby Holiday Realtors. And today I have the privilege of having Mary Poss here. Um, and she is also with Ebby Holiday and Realtors as a realtor, but she also runs our Ebby um, Holiday Foundation. <laughs> and so we are going to have such a treat um, of really getting to know who Ebby was and how this foundation came about. About. Thank you, Mary, for coming. Oh, today. thank you for inviting me. It's good to see you. Yes, it is. Well, you know, we, we were talking before cameras started rolling, and and you know, Evie was such an icon, and not she was. just not just here in the Dallas, but around the whole United States. I mean, people knew Evie Holiday, um, and so let's you know, let's educate our viewers um, about who this remarkable lady really was—an icon of our you know, our industry and our area. Well, I once had a reporter call me <laughs> and ask me who was winning the yard sign wars. It was, it was political yes. campaign yes. underway. Asked me who was winning the yard sign wars in, in my neighborhood. And I said, Abby Holiday, <laughs> because everybody knew Abby Holiday. I love that. I love that. Well, go Abby. <laughs> <laughs> go Abby. <laughs> Uh, you know, you people. People probably thought she was writing for something at some time. She never. She did. won every yard sign. <laughs> I love it. She was such a remarkable lady. I mean, just you know, just from you know, the time that she started, you know, she was, you know, she was one of those icons that you know we looked up to because she really set the stage. You know, not just in the industry, but just in times of you know. A career-driven woman, you know, back in the times that she was, she started, you know, selling real estate. She was a very brilliant, very talented businesswoman mm -hmm. and really knew how to make things happen. Yeah. I don't know if you've read the book, yeah. but there's a story in there about uh, when Ebby was selling hats. Yes. And it's a true story. Um, that uh, uh, Mrs. Murkison was having breakfast with her husband one morning, mm -hmm. and he, uh, she told him that she had to go pick up her new hat, and he said to her, well, now I want you to tell that lady, if she can sell you those crazy hats, then maybe she can sell my crazy houses that are not selling. So the message was passed along, and of course, Abby immediately followed up, she called Mr. Murkison, introduced herself. They met, and uh, she looked at the houses, which were really little boxes, right? And very plain Jane. And that moment, I think Ebby probably invented what we know as staging today. She got some drapes, she got some rugs, mm -hmm. she did some things to warm up the units. Yes, and then she stood outside those units. 
And the area had really been kind of a, uh, a hunting area until it had been cleared for the houses. Mm-hmm. And along came two hunters. And she grabbed them, showed them the houses. They were impressed. Oh, wow. They went back and they got their wives, brought their wives back, and they bought the houses. Oh, wow. Now, one of those buyers was Mr. Halliburton. And Mr. Halliburton really liked Debbie. Yes. And he took Abby around uh, to parties and they, you know, just uh, got to know each other socially, uh, he and his wife and, and Abby. And he introduced her to a lot of people in town. And that really, really helped kick off her business. Oh, definitely. It's an absolutely a true story. Uh, the book should have been called from hats to houses. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I love, you know, you selling houses and then she really did, You how you um, describe, she really did start staging at that early stage because that's what we did. <laughs> as, far, as far as we know on record, that's the first staging that took place. Wow. And wow. she knew instantly, you know, what it, what it took to sell. She did. So, but she was also an incredibly caring person. She was incredibly caring. You know, I knew Ebby about 40 years and there was about a 45 year age different. Uh, but the minute we met down in Galveston, we just hit it off and became friends. And my husband, Mike and I uh-huh. were very fortunate that we got to pal around with Ebby for many, many, many years. Yeah. And at least once a week, we go to some type of charity event together. Uh-huh. We would do something together. In fact, I was with Abby the morning of 9-11. Oh, wow. Um, she and I were over at Thanksgiving Square with our district attorney and a number yeah. of other people, and we were working on planning an international prayer day in Dallas. Oh, wow. Which sadly never happened because of 9-11. Right. But in all those years... I never heard Abby say a negative word about anybody. Wow. She never had a negative word. She saw the good in everybody. She did. And, you know, her motto, you know, it was always to try and do something good for Do something for someone else. Yep. Every day. And I love she managed. And she did. And she didn't go to sleep until she made sure she had done that. And she'd also sent five thank you notes every day. And I have, um, I was going through some of my archive, you know, old things um, from being in the business. And I have found a couple of, you know, handwritten things up that she, and I mean, her penmanship was amazing. Um, I wish mine was like that. <laughs> but it's just, you know, she was such a dear lady. We were talking, you know, before, and I said, when I joined um, Ebby back in um, 2001, I was in Ebby's school and she pulls me out and I get pulled out and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you're in trouble. I'm like, oh, you know, this young, you know, um, young um, girl at that time, you know, just got wonder into what you've done. What, what I do, what I do. Um, and she and my um, husband's grandparents said, um, hung out and she was reminiscing about those times. And it was, you know, just... So remark, you know, so neat that they, you know, that connection and those times, uh, my husband's uh, fourth and fifth generation Dallasites and, you know, so um, 
you know, very, it, it makes Dallas seem very small when things like that happen um, versus, you know, people move into our metroplex and like, oh my gosh, this place is huge. You know, there are those connections and that it makes it more of a small town. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. But it was, it was the caring it is that made Abby really successful. I mean, she was smart, mm-hmm. really smart, quick. You know, she sized up an individual very, very fast. She was shrewd in many ways. Yes. But it was the caring that made her successful. She didn't want to sell someone a home that wasn't a good home right. or a home that wasn't right for them. Because what was really important to her wasn't the paycheck. It was that person being happy. Right. And years later, when it, they were ready to sell, that they called her back. Right. Because they were so happy with the home oh. that she had sold them. Yep. And I always tell people, you know, if I'm not moving in, <laughs> you're moving in. And, and I want you to be happy. I want to call you in three months when you're all settled and I want to come see your furniture and all. And you'd be so delighted about your home and excited and just loving it. And that's what I want to see. And uh, because I knew, know that I did my job, you know, you did what you were, you know, mm-hmm. you've got that connection. Now, of course, things like, you know, life happens as things happen. So there are other things. Um, but, um, but that's, you know, that's the part and that's the joy of it. I mean, it is such, it's so joyful to see. And I've had those, um, I try and I think live my career like Abby, you know, did and, you know, really putting other people first and, you know, doing good things for people. You know, I think she was just a remarkable, remarkable person. Well, I would, uh, we were talking about this and I remember um, driving on the highway, Abby would drive, you know, there's a long time she would drive. You would see Abby um, one Cadillac, and license plates on the highway. You knew it was her. I mean, the lady drove to the office down in, um, off, what was it, off Sigma, um, where our office was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's, you know, I mean, she's driving on the highway. <laughs> and, and just, it was just remarkable. But you said, um, you have a story when she, Finally, oh, well, and then, <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember exactly what her age was around 95. And, oh, wow. um, and uh, she, she, you know, we were really close, and she yeah. was really close to my husband, too. Yeah. She kind of adopted Mike Poss. Uh, oh, and um, one morning I was at the chamber, and my phone was ringing, 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 mm-hmm. ringing, and kept ringing, ringing, ringing. And I said, excuse me, I better see what's going on. And I called back and it was a judge. Uh-huh. And he said, Mary, are you sitting down? And I said, no. And, and of course, you know, your heart's already fallen when you hear those words. He said, now, Ebby's okay, but... And then my heart really fell. But what he told me was that he had been behind her. He had witnessed the accident. She had pulled out. She did hit someone. She was standing in the street with him, apologizing to the person over and over and over again. And of course, a big red Cadillac with Abby across it. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, call, I did call my husband and I said, Mike, I think you probably ought to hide because I think people are going to want to take Abby's keys away today. Yeah. But she went back to the office. 
she sat in her office a few minutes, I think, and she walked out and she handed Betty Turner her keys and said, Betty, I think I've decided I'm going to use a driver from now on. And she did. She was smart. Yes. She knew when it was time to throw in the towel. Wow. She was really, really smart about that. Wow. That's very And she cared. Yes. She didn't hurt that person. No. no. And that was really important. I mean, caring, she was one of the most caring individuals that you will find. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Ebby Foundation is so important. Yes. uh, Because we continue that legacy. We continue that opportunity to help people the same way that Ebby would have helped. And I love, I love that. Let's, you know, talk about, let's dive into um, the Ebby Foundation and some of the things that um, it's done. Um, you know, it was started um, after her passing um, back in 2016. Um, she was 104, which just blows my mind. Um, it's, you know, I, when I was looking back at, you know, it seems like yesterday, you know, I was, you know, we were celebrating her 100th birthday. <laughs> that made and that was a party. <laughs> that was a great party. Um, and I, ha- you know, I was looking back, I still have, you know, my pictures with her, you know, in my office. And just, again, it, it seems like yesterday that, you know, we were celebrating these milestones for her. And I, you know, can't believe, you know, she was, you know, she's passed and it's been that many years. Um, but the foundation was started. And let's talk about the impact that foundation has um had it on the community so well we uh were very fortunate to have the foundation it was started by ebby um with a real focus on uh people who really didn't have access or have real resources she cared you know, a lot about women and girls right uh and we try to remember that focus when we're making this a decision about a grant now, if something is extremely well-funded, they have lots of money right. and lots of uh, influence. And, you know, that might not be the person that that Ebby would fund. She would care about the person that might not have that ability to get the help. Yes. Uh, and so we've, we've done a few, uh, you know, grants to uh, groups mm-hmm. uh, that are serving in, yes. in those directions. Uh, and certainly we've done... Um, um, significant grants with the North Texas Food Bank yeah. uh, because uh, Ebby cared, we care about the fact that there are so many people who are still food insecure oh, every yeah. single day. It is remarkable. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking number of kids that have to wonder about where their next meal is coming from yep. or parents that don't have a meal Right. Because they've given whatever they have to their kids. And I think that's, you brought a point up, is that that's something that I don't think people, especially in our areas of, you know, the North Texas area, you know, people just see the more afflu- affluent, um, you know, parts of it and don't realize that we really do. And some of the most affluent towns in um, our Metroplex, we have people who are, you know, needing, you know, the North Texas Giving Bank and are needing to take on these services because they don't have the resources to feed. It's actually an issue that you find in every zip code. Yep. 
You find more of it in some zip codes, certainly. Right. But it's it's out there in every zip code. You're going to a lunch meeting tomorrow. Yes. Um, that's benefiting primarily people in Plano, Frisco. Yeah. yeah. And those are not zip codes that people normally think of no. as needing help. No, but, they don't. But they do. They do. And it's all over. And um, it's, again, it's something that I think we kind of get in our bubbles um, where we see everything in one light. Um, and I've tried to do this with my um, two boys and raising them is to see outside of their bubble and see actually what the what is going on in the real world out there, not just their little nucleus bubble, and to give back. You know, I feel like, and that's what, you know, Abby always did. She was always giving. She's just a, she was a giving lady, you know, always giving back. And, um, you know, she was very successful and um, very, you know, just remarkable. Um, but she always knew that the priority was to give back, you know. And there were a lot of people around who really loved Debbie and really admired her for her generosity and her caring. I mean, yeah. I, a lot of people don't know these things, but right. Ross Perot uh, used to call Abby what, at least once a week. Wow. And check with her and make sure she was doing well. Boone Pickens, you know, would call her and talk to her all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, famous, well-known, right. busy people. Yeah. Dirk called oh, yeah. her about I, once a month. I love um, Dirk had a party for her on her when she had her hundredth birthday. In fact, in fact, that was about three months of celebrations. Oh yeah, because there were so, so many, many people that wanted to honor and recognize Abby. She was I. I love the picture of her dark. <laughs> just, I just love oh, yeah. that. <laughs> it's just, it's priceless. <laughs> I mean, he's just such, I mean, I, the guy is tall. I've run into him several times um, at where I, uh, but, like, but, but those are people that had this, some of the same genes that Abby did. Yes. Caring, you know, giving back. People that can do anything in the world and yet they take the time to really care about the underserved right. people who are truly in need. And I think that's, you know, and that's why her legacy lives on mm-hmm. is because, you know, she did. And I think, you know, what's remarkable is that with the foundation and even within, um, you know, our offices, you're always seeing that we're always doing something to, you know, give back to the community. Um, we're, you know, we're all busy, you know, everyone's busy, you know, everyone's, you know, trying to make a living, doing their stuff, but we also find time to give back to our communities and, you know, give back and to help out the communities that we serve. So, well, those contributions and that time spent at those many, many, many charitable events over Abby's life. And like I said, I was involved with that for, gosh, many, many years. Um, and I mean, it, it really meant so much to her. Yeah. Um, and she never, she never went to bed at night until she had thanked everyone and that had done something for her. And she made sure that she had done everything that she could for anyone that she knew that needed help. And I love that point is that I think everyone, you know, should take that home to heart and, you know, embed that into their own, you know, own life, you know, well, imagine what the world would be <laughs> if everybody did. It would be wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, this has been 
remarkable. Again, I mean, I I think, you know, Ebby, um, I love that her legacy lives on through all of us. And then, of course, the foundation. And here, we're going to cheers to um, Ebby Holiday. Cheers, cheers to Ebby. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as well as Kimberly's YouTube channel. If you'd like to contact Kimberly directly, you can email her at KimberlyWoodard at Ebby.com or call 214-632-2092. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.